Hello and welcome to Missing the Point. I am Hollywood Ray with the man, the myth, the legend, my guy, DK Sizzle, uh, and our executive producer, Craig Alessandro. Yo, how are we doing tonight, man? Awesome, dude. I'm so excited to uh, finally chop it up with you on the pod. I feel like we've been trying to get a Ray and Dave show together for this entirety of the, the two-man format, and now we're here. Yeah, because I think the last time we did it, we had we had, we had a three three guys, so yeah, so it's That's good. Right. We're going to make That's this right. happen. You know, we're going to get some basketball. Finally, the Celtics are talk aboutable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a while there where I was just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's going to hurt my feelings. Dude, I was with you. You already know. Listen, we, we, we were out after that Bulls game. I was, I was like, fuck it. But yeah, I would turn on the games and I would, and I would just go through that, like, pro, that, you know, that slow death over the course of like the first quarter and second quarter. And like, it wasn't even like we were like, yeah, we were blowing fourth quarter leads, but it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like we ever really looked like winning it the entire time during those like turgid games and we couldn't get any offense going and the shooting was terrible. Sorry, did I jump the gun? <laughs> Are we starting with the Celtics? It's just hurtful. It's just hurtful. They were, the way they were playing was hurtful. Yeah, well, no. Well, that's it, it, that, either way, you've done this before because that's still a good segue. So from one thing that's been hurtful to another thing that's been hurtful. So uh, Brian Flores, <laughs> man, um, he, he, yeah. he served as the coach down in Miami the last three seasons. Uh, he recently was relieved of his duties, a.k.a. getting fired uh, down in Miami after going 25 and 24. Um, he is now currently suing uh, the NFL uh, for discrimination in the hiring process. So, um, you know, just want to know your, your thoughts, uh, Dave. So, you know, what, what what ripple effect do you think this will have, um, you know, after all the information comes out? You know, someone said to me a few days ago, it's like someone was like, oh, cap 2.0. Somebody made that point. And I was like, nah, I don't know. feels different. feels super different. I feel like while they were both sort of, A, they were protesting different things, right? Like they were kind of taking a stand against different things. Um, Cap was taking a stand against like systemic racism in in America as a whole and police brutality, like in general, like specifically. And Flores was saying like, there's hiring practices in the NFL for my job that are definitely skewed white or outright racist. And I think if anybody doesn't think that's the case, I could probably pretty quickly point to their politics on other things like life-saving vaccines and uh, the Confederate flag and things like that. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, at this point, it's 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 a joke. You know, of course it's true. Like, why don't you just look at it and just try? I mean, you know why? Because the NFL is made up of a bunch of the owners who are just a bunch of fucking good old boys, basically, that have no intention of addressing things that don't outright benefit them. I don't know if they're racist even as much as just like completely self-interested. Um, or maybe they're racist. But either way, yeah, of course he's right. Of course he's correct. Uh, you see it happen all the time. And uh, I think this, I think he was smart to be the one to take the stand, to be honest with you, because I think every sports fan would agree that when we were talking about the coaching landscape and who was available, he was the blue chip star. He was the guy nobody understood why the Dolphins fired him in the first place. And every team that needed a coach wanted him. I, I really felt that way as far as like as far as fan 
the fan side of things goes, I would have loved to have him in Chicago. Um, Chicago is a good example. Uh, you know, the guy we hired, we basically hired on the philosophy of bringing in to make the defense a solid unit again. And he's going to bring in, an, uh, you know, and he's going to foster team spirit. And he's going to bring in an offensive coordinator that uh, can take care of Justin Fields. You would have gotten that with Flores. And to me, Flores is already a proven commodity. So I wonder, you know, I wonder why we didn't just go and get him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you and I have talked about it in the past, like the treatment of certain coaches, like Lovey Smith, for example, in Chicago, I think it sort of got the same rub. Um, you know, you, you take a team uh, 15 and one and bring them to the, bring them through Green Bay uh, and take them to the Super Bowl and and through Drew Brees and take them to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, to lose, but like, come on, they didn't give them enough time again after that. And I think, I think because reasons, you know, like I just think a, like a Jim Harbaugh or a John Harbaugh would get a, like, would have gotten like a couple extra years, you know, and I think we know why. So yeah, he's, I think he's right. Um, but I guess it's, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. So I, I I'm, excited to see the progress of his lawsuit i hope this doesn't mean what it meant for cap um which means no one's going to touch him with a 10-foot pole now like i don't see why i don't see why he he can't have a job still i mean i kind of do i guess i guess i see the conflict of interest but do you think anyone's going to hire him do you think that's going to happen i mean I, I would hope so i think now you know people are realizing like I guess if if he was still if he was speaking about social injustice as well, I think they probably would have shied away from it because you know no no one wants to serve you know deal with that distraction as I put that in, in, in air quotes. Um, but they'd be dumb right now not to at least look at him now, especially now that the you know they're under you know they're under the fire, they're under the light. So, um, listen, the the man made two of a lower relevance <laughs> that alone should get you at least three or four years somewhere else. <laughs> Like, you know, and I, yeah. and I, don't, I don't mean to make light of it because it's, 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 a, it's a messed up situation. But it's just like, yo, like, you know, we, like I said, we talked about Lovie Smith. We talked about Jim Codwell, um, you know, Eric enemy who's, you know, been a commodity the last two years. But for whatever reason, has again that look, uh, the Leslie phrases of the world. Like, did Hugh Jackson. Josh McDaniels, the second he wants to go and try again, he gets to walk right in. Yeah, yeah. After playing Indianapolis, I mean, listen, I'm I'm happy about that, so I'm happy about him leaving. So that's 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 a quick aside, but, um, but yes, he, he gets opportunity after opportunity. People that look like him continue to get opportunity after opportunity. So, um, yeah, I I mean, I I, I think it'll be a while before he gets another job, unfortunately. But and that's what happens though. Whenever you shake the system, and that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to shake the system. Um. Although there's going to be folks that agree with them silently because no one's going to say out loud they firmly agree. Yeah, or like anonymously on in the comments section. Yeah. Oh, it's like call five 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 zero one two five. It's like, yeah. like, come on, like just say say it was, it's okay. Yeah. Say it with your fucking chest. It's e- fine. exactly. We want to exactly. hear it. Yeah. Don't look. Right. Right. Don't be on that bullshit. Just just say say yeah. what's on your mind. But yeah. I'm actually I'm I'm surprised, but not surprised that more. Um, like players and other coaches have not said much Agreed. behind this. Um, Agreed. actually annoyed by it, honestly. Like, I Man. feel like, you know, if you, you know, NFL is the number one brand, like it is. So, um, it's not like people are going to firmly stop watching just because you say, Hey, we, we, we stand with Brian Flores. And that's yeah. all you have to say. It ain't like you're literally standing with them because you're, you're, you're going to, you're going to go back home. You're going to, you're going to lay in your king size bed. You know, yeah. you're going to work out whatever, do your thing. But all you have, all you have to write. I stand with Brian Flores. That's all you have to do. And people yeah. think, oh my gosh, he, 
they're they're standing together. They're they're in unity. It's like you know, no one can divide them. It's like that's all that's all you have to do. But they yeah, there's strength, like, there's yeah. strength in numbers there, and it's and it's difficult to it's it, there's it's difficult to to kind of reason with it from this side because you want them to do the brave thing. There's it's indicative, I think, of uh, the kind of organization the NFL is to work for behind the scenes because I think the fact that so few people over the years, not even just to do with this situation, have been so scared to bite the hand that feeds them because I think they do sort of respond a little brutally. And I think I think their statement is a great uh, is a great example of that because their statement was like their statement is essentially denying the existence of any level of systemic racist hiring practices in their organization, which I don't think is true of any organization of the size and scope of the NFL, you know, uh, never mind one smaller. So I, I just feel like if I was in the room, um, just from a PR standpoint, I would have loved something like, hey, if if he feels this way, like this would be a great opportunity for us to like look at it, look at it as a whole. Uh, we'll let an individual team speak for themselves on their hiring practices, but like the NFL's with you. Uh, you know, we're not mad at you for this. Don't don't worry about it. We're just gonna take a look at it and, and have conversations about it. But it was very like we we can like I don't know exactly the wording, but it was like we completely refute any allegations of racism. I mean, look look at what John Elway said. John Elway was like, "Look, fuck y'all. I'm, I'm not in this. It's not me." You're, you're, right. You're not. You're not. The, the, AKA the Denver's. Right. <laughs> as, as right, right, right. Frank, the Denver's like. Right. He's like. Look, I'm not involved in this shit. Don't put. Don't do. no put yeah. my name in this at all. Listen, yeah. we look. Hey, yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't know. How, I forgot how John Elway sounds, but I could just hear him saying like, "Hey, like you know, you know, we we, we gave we gave the guy a fair shake. You know, we did. Promise. We gave we gave the guy yeah. a fair shake. Come on. You know, we we looked at him long and hard. Pause. Uh, <laughs> you know, but yeah. we gave him a long look back in 2019. Well, really, did you? Because I mean, yeah. you chose a guy. You chose Vance Joseph over over Brian Flores, really. Yeah, Vance Joseph, really. Like, like I said once again, we see what he did in Miami. Saul BJ is the coordinator over over in New England. So, I mean, you, you say that you gave you know him that that opportunity and that you you know you uh you know you strongly considered him, but um as someone who looks like Brian Flores, I cannot tell you how many times I've been told you were strongly considered for a role. No, um. And it's just like it's 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 unbelievable. And even even I'll, I'll keep it to this. Even certain certain positions within the radio field. Um. Oh, you know, you said it for this. We thought about this. Well, guess what? I got my own shit now. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you to the other four of y'all. We got our own shit now. So yeah, now we're everywhere. But you know, I I I, I just had to put that out there. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I want to I want to get into. Uh, the the Rooney rule, right? Because that obviously that that rule is tied to minority, or it's, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, came from the owner of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, I feel like I know the instances, but I, I just want I just I have to ask you because I want to see what your which where your stance is. And Craig, if you want to chime in, you can as well. Um, you know what what amendment or you know does an amendment need to be given? You know for uh, the Rooney rule. Yeah, I mean. It- it sort of is a rule that has, it's a nice thought, but it's, it doesn't actually pay any real, um, like effect or solution to the issue. It seems because I mean, are you just like bringing in a carousel of black coaches to meet a minimum and you know, you're never going to hire them. Then like, what's the point in the rule, you know? So from that front, I, I think, I think it's, it's difficult because it's sort of an insidious beast. Cause you can just kind of be like, no, 
we gave it to the best qualified person. And unless you're like sitting down and like comparing the two resumes, as I think is the case in a lot of the people that didn't hire Brian Flores, but hired somebody else, you know, it's not a matter of there's two equal candidates and the job goes to the white person, you know, more often than not. It's the fact that in this situation as well, there were two unequal candidates. Brian Flores was just like better. <laughs> so like, I think maybe, I mean, I, you know, this is a tough question and I think it's like, maybe for greater minds than mine and like legal experts to sort of and philosophers to sort of tangle with as far as how to make things more equitable and fair in all workplaces. But, you know, for my two cents, I think, I, I think something in not necessarily punitive, but like instead of a Rooney rule, perhaps like a Rooney survey of like your general hiring practices and perhaps someone that's like very good at being a statistician and like compiling data can say like, well, this is how many times you interviewed uh, like an equal amount of white and black candidates for roles, all three organization. And this is the amount of time you, you hired white people. Um, and this is how many instances their resumes were, you know, virtually identical. And maybe we could look at the, and this is just me throwing shit at the wall, but maybe we could look at the solid numbers in different organizations because, you know, you could take a crack at it um, right off the bat, which ones you would guess, uh, you know, certain organizations in certain cities and certain states, I think, would probably fail that sort of grading system if we invented it um, to, uh, and maybe we just, just scarlet letter them with it, you know, uh, and not necessarily put anything punitive behind it, but just be like, yeah, we've labeled you as like a more racist organization um, because of your your hiring practices and like you're not doing great, but it's like a health score. You know, you can like work on it and uh, and you can bring it up and it's not necessarily the way to get the score up isn't necessarily just like hire more black people or hire more Hispanic people or hire more Asian people. It's uh, it's like how you how you enter into the idea of hiring and confronting the, the matter of race and inherent bias and how much you consider it and take it upon yourselves to be aware of it. And eventually, I think if everyone's doing that, because it is sort of a, a personal responsibility thing on behalf of these companies and the people that run them, the more you do that, um, the, the more even the playing field is going to be, I think, uh, which is, I think, the main goal. You know, everybody just getting a, the same shot as everybody else and i think a lot of people on the others on the other side of this argument would cry out racism if you just like hired more black people so i wonder if there's a way to uh to just to think about it more three-dimensionally especially in the nfl where so many people that are involved in the sport are people of color and they retire and like, you know, you want to keep them around the sport. Like that's a way to do it. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and how you treat your former players and how you treat your former white players and, and like, who, who's an ambassador for your team and like all these different things, you could take these into effect. Now I'm not going to do it. I, I have neither the time um, nor the expertise, but I, I think if somebody smart would do that, um, then that, you know, story of my life, I think if somebody smart would do that, that would be a great idea. But I, I think that's the only way to do it. You have to shift the paradigm a little bit to make people um, responsible for it themselves. I don't think you can, uh, you know, and everybody, every person in these roles sort of thinking like, oh, am I doing that? Because I think a lot of people do do that, right? Like they try to check their bias at the door or check their prejudices at the door. But, you know, sometimes it comes into play in your brain. You go like, oh, I think I'm doing that thing. And like, if you're at least thinking about it um, and being aware of it, then maybe you can actually make a change in that situation. But um 
Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to have athletes come out and talk their politics and, and people involved in these organizations come out and talk their politics. I don't need them to shut up and dribble. Funny, uh, all the shut up and dribble guys, though, markedly silent on Aaron Rodgers because he happens to share their politics. So I guess if you're only comfortable with the conversation when your side is like getting to say something, then you might be a little bit worried about what the answer is on the other side. So, yep. you know, I, I just think that's kind of an extension of what the NFL is doing in this situation. I just think they're sort of being like, we're not talking about it because we don't think it's a thing. And it's like talking about it's the only way to fix it, dummies. <laughs> it's not, it's just going to stay around, you know? I, I don't get it. Right. I mean, l- listen, I, mean, I I don't, there's not much I need to add to that. Like that, that was everything that was beautifully said, what you just said, the, how I'm going to end that. And then I'll, I'll ask the next question. One out of 32 <laughs> is a problem. <laughs> like that, like there, there's no, there's no, there's no other way. Right there. That grading system is it's no more complicated than that. Yeah. And the teacher, I said, have less than five percent like that. It's it's a joke. So. It's not great. It's not great, and, and especially like I said, considering the amount of people in and around the sport at the athletic level are people of color, specifically African Americans. That you know they they make up a large majority of the playing staff, but not a large ma- a majority of the coaching staffs and front offices. And I mean, that's just it just says it all right there. And like if you read John Gruden's fucking emails, <laughs> it's it's like maybe <laughs> some people think some there shit. We go. That, that, maybe one. some people I, think some meter? dark where's shit. Who knows? <laughs> where's the where's, where's the where's the meter? Which <laughs> I, I gotta I knew say, was gonna, I knew it was coming at some point. <laughs> I gotta say, I I knew he I'm was proud a, of you though. Knew, Twenty minutes in, you, you, I, I knew I, he I, was I'm a happy, buffoon. <laughs> I knew he was a buffoon. It's my all-time greatest take. It couldn't have ended more spectacularly. Uh I feel, I feel you. Unless he walked out into the middle of that giant stadium in Las Vegas and just poured gasoline on himself and just lit himself on fire. I don't see any way it could have ended better for me. Um, not so great <laughs> for the people he was talking about, the racist piece of shit, but like, whatever. Um, at least he got fired. So, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Exactly. But yeah, and I, like this last thing I want to get on this before we, we, we move on. But um, I think Hugh Jackson said it on the face first uh, podcast with uh, Ryan Clark. Um, I believe he talked about getting paid a hundred thousand for each loss. Um, and I, I'll, I'll get into that first before I, I, I throw it back to you. It's, it's like, what, what? <laughs> like i have now, listen, to make light of it, if you was giving me a hundred thousand for each loss, I'd have been a hundred, I'd have been $1.6 million richer. Yeah. 1.7 now. 1.7 now. 1.7 now. You're right. So <laughs> I'd have been, I'd, I'd, I'd have been paid. Even baby. more incentive. Like, you'd be like, add games, add games to the season. I'm I'm, right. I'm pro adding games to the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All of a exactly. Agreed. I, I need my money up Agreed. front. You feel me? So that, I'll I go mean, to listen. Detroit and lose. It's like the easiest thing you could ever do. It's easier than walking and chewing gum at the same time. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I, I I totally would have would have done that. Um, but you know, and, and but in the same breath, knowing knowing that black coaches don't get the same amount of chances, it's damn near criminal to have them, you know, be basically sacrificial lambs for whatever season. Yeah, you're buying them out cheap, basically, right? Yeah, you're buying them out cheap because look at their record. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so now, so, I mean, granted, like I said, we, we talked about Jim Caldwell a few shows ago. The man went 9-7 to for a few years in a row and, and still got let go. So you can only imagine if someone's going 1-15, you know, 2-14, and 3-13, and, and thinking they're going to get a, a, uh, an, an actual chance. You know, like I said, Marvin Lewis and Mike Tomlin, the only two guys I know that have got that's been around for a decade plus and, and, and still had a, a, a fair shake. You know what I'm saying? So not Arshel, 
you know, uh, obviously Matthew Jackson, like it, it, it was terrible. Mike Tomlin didn't seemingly at the right uh, organization for that. Like, you know, there, I think if I was going to, uh, and I know I, I do big up the Steelers in a lot of ways, but I do think the rotorship's like a little bit, um, like if, if we did my magic grading system, I think they'd be doing pretty well in the, in the like hiring practices and like general sort of treatment of the situation. And I, they just, they seem like good dudes, <laughs> like in general um, and, and ladies. But uh, I, I think in the media, you can still see what happens to Mike Tomlin, you know? So yeah. I, I don't know if he gets as much credit as like for his successes as like a, a coach that what didn't look like Mike Tomlin would get. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, there's, there's a kind of, there's two sides. To, I mean, I've, I'm critical of them, you know, a lot of the time. And it's like, I wonder, you know, I wonder if that's my internal bias, just like being, being more critical of them than I would like a Bill Belichick. You know, I mean, I know they're not on the same level of coaching, but it's like, I, yeah. I just do see him get put through a different lens sometimes. And like, clearly that power struggle with Flores, like, and everything that went, went on down there, like clearly that played a part in that too, right? Don't you think? Oh yeah, for, 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 for sure. Like him getting fired in the first place. Yeah, no, for, for, for sure. Um, it, it, it's just, it's just super unfortunate and I can't believe we got this far. And I'm like, it just, I say everything is coming back to me at once. Um, that, that damn text message. Yeah. What, 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 what are we doing, man? I like, it's just an old guy. Not we're being able to work a phone, don't you? No, I, it's he, you know, he's been, I, and I, and I get it. Like, it's, it's the cool thing to say, oh, like he doesn't know about Snapchat. No, like you, you, you've got to know. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to think, Brian. It's like that, that's wild to me. You're giving your NFL coaches those like shitty Microsoft tablets. Uh, you know, you might have gotten like a brand <laughs> one last year. Um, but listen, don't 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 tell me that he doesn't he didn't know what what was going on. Like, I I, I just I can't get with that. Well, what do you think his intentions were? What do you think his intentions were by intentionally like letting the cat out of the bag like that? I I don't I I don't know. I wish I knew, and I said we'll never know because he's he's not going to say anything, but. I just think to me, like you just cannot make that type of mistake. And once again, what what resonated once again because I look like Brian Flores. It's like, yo, that that thanks Bill, like that that shit hit different. Because once again, I, I've been there where you know not to that extent where it's like you know you think you're gonna get a job and, and it doesn't happen like that. But it's like, you know, you're thinking someone's in your corner, gonna do you know gonna help you out in some capacity, and then it's like, oh, it was kind of like a matter of fact. Like, oh, well, you know, uh, I, yeah, I, I messed that one up. Taylor, my my life was on a fucking line, bro. Like, so like this this is not it's not it's not, it's not, it's not a game. So, um, I don't know. I, I just think for someone who's so diligent and 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 tries to make sure that he's always on top of everything, that that was super careless. So I I don't care that he's about to be seventy years old and you know hasn't maybe doesn't know if I I can, I can care less about that. Um, don't tell me that he, he didn't he didn't know. Um, and also it, it, it could have been an honest mistake. I just, like I said, at this moment, I, I just don't buy that. I hope that he comes out at a press conference and, and, ta- and talks about that. Yeah, well, you know, he's very giving in those situations. So. I boy, well, it's it's out there, so it, it's not like it's already out there, so it's not like Brian Flores is going to keep coming. So it's not a matter of well, let, let's just kind of sh- sweep it under the rug. I know the Giants said, "Well, Mister Belichick doesn't speak for us." Um, I mean, but y'all just wanted him a few years ago to come coach y'all, so let, let's let's not. Uh... Is he just is he just going to get pounded with this all season? You think? If he doesn't answer correctly. maybe maybe in the off season could have still but he, by the time we get to to you know to july it's like you know you know how how do, how how do you see the progression of mac jones a year two like what do you, what are some things you're looking for early on like that's that's the question going to be like 
you know, um, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see if someone has to gut. I mean, if someone had the guts to ask him about his his New Year's re- resolutions, they damn sure better ask about this because this is way more fucking important than you know what are you what are you doing? Are you gonna lose ten pounds or are you gonna keep? Are you gonna have Nike keep making the picks? Like who knows? May, maybe Nike sent the text. Maybe Nike said, "Hey, hey, Brian." Uh, you know, maybe you're not getting jobs. Maybe maybe it was Nike. Maybe it was the fucking dog. Maybe that's what it was. Okay. Maybe that there we go. That's my conclusion. You asked me a question. Maybe it was Nike. <laughs> Nike sent a text saying, "Hey, hey, Brian. Uh, you know, I, I I messed that up or whatever." So yeah, we're living real life, Family Guy. That that's what's going on. So maybe maybe that's what it was. So yeah, there you oh, go. Man. We we saw we solved the case here <laughs> on on missing the point. DK Hollywood Ray. We we solved it. It it was Nike. That that's that's what happened there. So any any last words on this before we get into to talk to uh, to Tom Brady? No, I I hope I hope we haven't heard the end of Brian Flores. Is all I think uh, I think he's a good coach, and I thought it was great what he did with the Dolphins this season. I thought it was a huge turnaround and a turnaround like that is is right away. I'm going to give the credit to the coaching when something like that happens, mm-hmm. um, and it was pretty clear that it was him uh, and his staff doing that and. I'm not sure what went down to get him fired, but I hope he gets a job and I hope that um, he doesn't stop talking about it because he's not wrong. Yep. Facts. Agreed. So, yeah. So, all right. So, well, you know, just, just, just a small, uh, small story happened up here. Uh, you know, I'm a great, he's not playing here anymore, but you know, Tom Brady who played here for a million years. Were you mad about the statement? Were you mad? Tell me. I, we're we're, we're going to get into it. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily. Yeah, we we can stay. I was. I wasn't necessarily. I wasn't. I wasn't mad about it. I thought it was actually pretty funny. Um, that he went through that. People were so enraged about that. It's like, yo, like, and great. I was. I was. And I wasn't a part of the the team that was like, well, he he said something two years ago. It's like, yo, the man plays for Tampa Bay right now. He yeah. plays. So it's just like, yo, that listen. He's he's he. he uh, I think a day later or two, it came out that he was going to do the um. Sign signed a one day contract. They'll probably have a long ass press conference to talk about that stuff then. Like it's 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 cool. Um, but yeah, he he clearly has ill feelings or ill will towards you know Bill and some others in the organization. And hey, it, it it is what it is. And right now, Bill Bill ain't looking too good. So I'm just like, honestly, anything that puts Bill in the negative light right now, fuck him. That, that that's where I'm at right now. That that, that I, I I had moments like that throughout the season where I was like, I was out on him. Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You're saying you're out on Bill Belichick. I would say I had moments during the season when I was out of like when they were two and four, I was like I was ready to to move on at two and four. That's 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 drastic. <laughs> oh, that, 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 that's that's how that's how that's how that's how that's how Matto was though. Cause I was like, you spent all this you spent almost two hundred million dollars in, in the off season and, and you I'm like you losing games that you should win. Like I was I was pissed. Um but obviously today ended up turning around and made the playoffs. But yeah, it was it was it was it was awful. Um Early on, in, in, in my opinion, and you know, it ranges ugly head at the wrong time once again. But you know that that's the whole another uh, show for another day. But yeah, yeah but no, like I, said, I, I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad about the post. Like I, said, I, I, I was more mad that someone didn't give him his opportunity to go out the way he wanted to. Um, because clearly, that someone in his circle said something to Schefter, whoever you know reported that. I thought that was pretty whack. Um. Yeah, I feel like if you're Schefter, you got to confirm it with him, right? Right, of course, of course. Right, what are you doing, bro? But it, but that's that's the news cycle nowadays. Like no one, no one wants to be, no one cares about being right and accurate. Everyone wants, I mean, no, no, that's not, not right, not accurate. Everyone wants to be right, so no one, no one cares about the accuracy of the story. And everybody wants to be first. I think right, like, and right, like Schefter's, exactly. you know, 
Schefter got scooped a couple of times. I feel like there was a period where he like, he just, he was the first to everything like all the time. Um, and I feel like yep. he got scooped a couple of times and now he's jumped the gun a couple of times. That's yeah. That was, that was him, bad. And, him and Rappaport. Those, those are the two guys that get, yeah. you know, they, they get all the, um, you know, and I think, you know, it was Jason Locker for, for a while too. Like he had his moment. Yeah. So, and I, I get it. Right. So, you know, you wanted to put out that that's a huge story. Um, yeah, I didn't think he was going to leave. You know, uh, like I said, we, we, we literally just talked about it on last week's show. You know, we, yeah. I thought that he was going to come back and. Thanks, Tom. Way to date the content right away. Yeah, no, oh. it's, hey, shit, it, 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 it is what it is. It, it makes it, you know, uh, it, it was cool. You know, it, it became a nice video on our TikTok page. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so that, that, that was cool. But, um, you know, but I'm like, I, I'll ask you, but obviously, you know, you're one of the two non-New England fans on the show. So. Um, now that his career is said and done of the 22 seasons, you know, what, what is he rank for you all the time? Uh, yeah, he's clearly the greatest quarterback of all time. Maybe he's probably the best football player of all time. It's not close. <laughs> it's like no longer close. Um, he was still nasty is the thing. And like, I think I, per- I know he said like he was gonna go until he sucked. Um, and he just like really didn't suck at all. Like he just, but- he didn't even drop off like one percent of one percent like i think he was better i think there was the parts of his game that were better from than from when he was 34 you know um and like i just i think it's way more badass to go out on top like that to basically still be if you're starting a season tomorrow and you have your choice of quarterbacks to still basically be everybody's number one choice um especially with how at, this at playoffs went Crazy. yeah for at 44 years old and uh yeah because it's just like it's yeah it's it's skill and it's the way that he can put together a team and it's the way that his guys play for him but it's also um it's also he knows how to win you know he's just a guy who really knows how to win and like i know one of your questions was i just tied into this i know one of your questions was are we judging pat mahomes too harshly because you know he, he crashed out of this uh another title game but like he's obviously playing at a very high level and you can see he's still very young um I think we're judging him in the Brady era, like the post Brady era. I, I think that it's pretty clear that uh, the big question on everybody's minds is, is anybody going to be able to be that good ever again? Is that, is that now the yard? How long is this going to be the yardstick for? And I think there was voices yeah, kind of saying, yeah, I, I agree. But I think there was voices kind of yeah. saying, I don't know, man. Pat Mahomes in today's NFL, like the way that, you know, the game favorites quarterbacks and like the way that you can make these plays as, as a Pat Mahomes type, cause he can move and he can throw. Um, and the team he has around him, like maybe, but you know, it, it's, it's an unfair standard, but it is sort of the standard now, unfortunately, like that is, that is the, the, the measuring stick that everyone should use to test themselves against. It's, it's Brady or bust for all time greats now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, who gives a shit about the conversation of, oh, well, who's like the best of the rest? You know what I mean? Like, who's the best? It's like, who cares? It's, we know who the best guy is, you know? That's how, that's who's to beat. And if you're, if you really want to achieve greatness um, in sports, that's who you should be setting yourself against. You know, that's, that's the standard you should be looking at. Like, if, and if anybody's sitting there going like, well, that's just not possible. Well, Get the fuck out of here then. You're obviously never going to do it. I bet somebody does get eight one day. I really do. I bet we see it in our lifetime. But um, it was cool to watch. It was cool to watch as a little kid, you know, from the first, from the 2001 Super Bowl 
I was so young, you know, I, I was like 11 years old and he just retired and I'm, I'm 31 and almost 32. And it's just like, you know, uh, some days I woke up mad at him because he like just fucking just, just destroyed the bears. Um, by the time the Falcons comeback happened, I was like, yeah, I mean, he's the goat. It's not close. That was pretty much it for me. So anything else after that was cream cheese. Yeah, <laughs> of course he's the fucking goat. I mean, but that, but that, so I want to, I want to add on to what you just said right there. Right. So you said it took you to the Atlantic game to realize that, right? Yeah. That's that what, game. That, right. But that's so, which is fair. Right. But that, that's what pissed me off about those that were crowning Mahomes after the Chiefs, after the, after the 49ers Super Bowl. It's like, wait a minute. Like, Y'all didn't y'all didn't think Brady was the guy really until he beat Seattle. Forget about Atlanta. When when they tied the, when they when they beat Seattle in twenty fifteen, you know, as we just passed the anniversary of that. Um, like that's that's what people said. Well, damn, he tied Montana. Like this this guy. Like wait a minute. Like like well, Montana was the yardstick, right? Montana oh, right, was the right. yardstick. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, it, it, it took him 14, 15 years to get yeah. there. And you're telling me a guy in three fucking years to pass that? Come on. Once again, yeah. is he on his way? Sure, you can say that. Yeah. It's because he's electric. It's because he's fucking electric. You know, like everyone just got excited. You, but you, you can't you can't get up. And I, I, and I, I, I the best way I can say it, because, you know, once again, being a basketball guy, right? And I, we wasn't, then one of the two guys, I'm going to say, we wasn't around to ever see him play because we weren't born yet. Or none of us on, on this uh, show were born uh, yet. But so I, I think about it as Dr. J. And then Michael Jordan, right? People that saw, like, I think about my father. My father has Dr. J, holds him high, probably even Jordan, right? Because that was that was their Jordan. He's dunking over people, you know. He's blocking shots, whatever, like that. That was that's their. He's cooler than Michael Jordan too. He had like yeah, a for, for vibe. sure, for sure. Then 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 this guy comes out of North Carolina, <laughs> can you know can basically float in the air. <laughs> the man yeah. floats in the air. He's getting 37 in the game, his third season, right? So just like Pat, right? Just doing, you're like, damn, I've, I've never he's seen He's got him. everything. He can dribble. He can he's, he can play defense. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. But it, it it took him seven years <laughs> to get to the finals. Like, we we have, like, we only talk about his career from 91 to 98. No, like, he played from 84 to 2003. That, that, that 19 year, that span, and then two retirements, that matters. That, mm-hmm. the whole, the whole totality matters. So, uh, oh, sorry, context matters, I should say. So, um, that that's what it is, and I get it. Listen, Mahomes is a absolute problem. To say otherwise, it's like listen. Um, either we don't know what's going on, or you don't control, and that's fine. That's cool. Um, yeah. but to, it's just like to say that in year three or four, I think he's in year five now. Said he's already he'd already surpassed Brady, or even fucking uh, Peyton Manning. Come on, no way. Yeah, I'm not a no. Peyton Manning guy at all. But the stuff that we saw him do, come on, this no, man put up stupid that. numbers. Yeah. Once again, like Breeze, Aaron, yeah. You want to say he surpassed them? I'm with you. I'm, I'm, he's already, yeah. He's already better than those guys, but he's not better than, than Manning or Brady right now. No yeah, way. But you're, I mean, you're <laughs> talking he'll, about he'll those. Though. He'll surpass them eventually. Maybe. I mean, but you're talking about those seasons we watched. You know, people have such short memories. We talk about those seasons we watched like back to back, um, or nearly back to back of them dropping fucking forty five plus to the fucking house. You know what I mean? And it's just like, right, just like every week it was just like dime, 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 dime. And you're just like, okay, uh, I yeah, guess fact. this is ridiculous, but this is how it is now. But <laughs> like the right. game is completely no, different. T- 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 <laughs> like, t- 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 Randy t- Moss t- just like running. 
<laughs> just running and well, just, yeah, like, looking up every like 10, every 10 seconds, there's a new Randy Moss highlight. I swear to God, there was times where I couldn't tell them apart, where I'd be like, wait, dude, is that? I would like come out of a game and I'd come back in. I'd be like, oh, they're showing this touchdown again. And I'd be like, oh, no, it's a new one. He scored the <laughs> exact same way. It's <laughs> just by running faster than guys. And it's like, no, my home hasn't done anything like that. Plus, Nobody he's got a ton of great skill players around him. And I'm not sure that early in their careers, they had guys on the level of your no, Tyreek Hills not even and your Travis Kelsey's. David Givens, Jermaine Wiggins, who's now doing radio. Christian Fourier was also, are you kidding me? Cut it out. Daniel yeah, the, Graham. Ba- the Pats, the Pats in two thousand one had like, had like a, a crafty special teams, you know, like they were with, they were like chippy, you know, they weren't like the biggest kids on the block. Like when the Kansas City comes to town, everybody's fucking terrified, dude. And it's not just because of Pat Mahomes; it's because of the fucking whole thing that they got going on over there. So, but the thing is, it's really just Helen Kelsey though. Like people will make it seem like it's like it's, listen, people are not scared. Of yeah, that's before. enough though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, no, I, I get you, but it's like it's really yeah. no, but. You say that, but I mean, and we can we can get into that uh, next. But it wasn't enough because as soon as you shut down Hill, there was something else they could do. They shut him down in the second yeah. half. And we'll touch on that. That's uh, shortly, true. But that's true. And that's what happened. So Milko uh, Harmon doesn't scare anybody. Uh, Pringle, they, hey, they, these dudes aren't scaring anybody. But to your point about Brady, though, I mean, that's exactly the point. Is that like a guy you get? You got to not be able to throw it to Tyreek Hill and win. You you like if you're Pat Mahomes and you're like trying to get to that level and you're trying to achieve that zenith. And you're trying to beat Tom Brady or beat Tom Brady or be even beat, like you said, even beat Peyton Manning or beat Peyton Manning. You know what you got to do? You got to find a way to fucking win when Tyree Kill's not producing. That's just like, because I guarantee you, like, that's, I mean, to, to me, you know, people talk about Tom Brady's qualities. To me, the number one, far and away, best quality that Tom Brady had, and this is especially true later in his career, is that he could make plays to guys that no other quarterback in the league could make plays to. And I think, and he could find guys and make them hit their mark and and run their routes and like you know get get their assignments correct to a point where he it was him making the plays you know what i mean it was him getting into these guys and if you watch a different quarterback he's just not going to be able to do that and it's not yeah not not consistently anyways no and i think that josh allen has that quality a little bit too i mean i know he's got a guy a lot of guys around him what i liked about what the bills did against the the chiefs is i mean obviously that game's out fucking out of control but they were just like, let's have a shootout. Like they both teams just agreed, like let's have a shootout. It was probably the greatest shootout I've ever seen. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, agreed. It, it was, it was, it was, un, it was unreal. It was insane. It was, it was just like I was like just jumping up and down. Like I, I've never been like that excited about a game that didn't involve uh, one of my own teams. But, um, but you know, I think they set a good blueprint then for the Bengals, and also I think they were a little mentally scarred going in against the Bengals too. So like there is context. Um, to this kind of stuff, and I and I like that there's teams in the AFC standing up to them. Like, no, there's teams not rolling over and being like, yeah, the Chiefs are just going to run the AFC for the next like X amount of years. You know, I wonder who's going to be the Baltimore, right? Because that, listen, yeah, I, I, right. we, we, we'll, we'll we'll get into this. Maybe it's Baltimore. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, nah, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, maybe we'll be both. Maybe we'll be. I kind of like them. Right? I know, I know, it's I know it's an unpopular opinion on this podcast. Oh, no, no, I, no, you, you and not, no, you and I are the two. But no, that, that's fine. I, I'm listening. Lamar Jackson can play. The man went down. Yeah. And they didn't win another fucking game. So I, I don't. I don't want to hear it, Mike. Yeah. If if Lamar Jackson won a Super Bowl, that would be the funnest playoffs any of us have ever watched. Like that. Like other than this one, maybe. But like Lamar Jackson on the road to Super Bowl and winning would it would be insane. It like <laughs> so much shit would happen. Like I was at the Discord. Oh my god. Oh, I, I'd be writing messages galore because I'm like that. That is. 
He's so fun to watch. Like, why are you hating on him? He's so fun to watch. Who cares? Like, it's because the Patriots fans hate Baltimore. I get that, but. Yeah, he, so he was fun. awesome. But yeah, we'll, but we'll see who becomes their Baltimore. Like I said, we, I don't, it will it be Burrow? Will it be, uh, you know, you know uh, will it be Allen? Will it be, you know, Herbert eventually? You know, right. who knows? So the, the AFC is set up for years. Um, who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe Mac Jones takes a leap. I was going to say, I can't believe you didn't say Mac Jones. I, mean, I feel like he's not, he's not in that. He's, he's in the next tier. And I think it would yeah. be realistic. Like he's in that next yeah. tier right now. Once again, had a very good rookie season. Um, I think that he, he made, he was leaps and bounds better by the end of the year than he was. It's understandable too, that he faded. I mean, that happens to rookies, right? Like, right. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that curve, that curve. That curve was going to happen. This, the the learning curve was there, and actually, he he answered the call many times. And there was plenty of games where he made throws and made plays that if he didn't make those plays and throws, that you know they they wouldn't have been in the position they were in. So, who were you when 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 the draft happened? When the draft happened, and they traded up for Jones, were you? No, they, they, they they didn't trade. They 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 stayed. They stayed. Or, sorry, uh, the, when Chicago traded up for um, Fields, were you? Like in Mike's camp, where you were like, "Oh, I wanted Justin Fields," or did you think Mac Jones was going to be better? I wanted Lance. I wanted oh, Lance. Gotcha, Lance gotcha, was gotcha, my gotcha. guy. Yeah, Lance, Lance was the. Between those two, though, who would you have rather? Oh, I, I, I want to trade. Oh, you mean between Lance and Jones? Well, between yeah, between your guy at the start and now that you've seen both of their rookie seasons, who would would you would you do the same thing again? I'm definitely riding with Mac now. I, I didn't feel yeah. that way at the beginning. Yeah. Maybe Trey Lance looks different in New England, though, too. Justin Fields will have a bright future. To say otherwise, I think, once again, either you don't know what's going on or you want to troll. Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends on, on the offense. It depends on the offense that they put together around them. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, they, 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 they're, they're going to they're gonna have to. But um, let's, either way, at the quarterback position for the next 10 to 15 years, if everyone stays healthy, it's, uh, it's, it's very bright. It's a good generation. It's a good generation of quarterbacks. For sure. And and, and it's the NFL is in a good spot for sure. Except for the racism. Right. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, exactly. On the field. On the field. <laughs> on the field. Yeah. Great, great point there. All right. So yeah, let's <laughs> let's get into the conference uh championship game. So obviously, um, you know, Cincinnati played, you know, had beat Kansas City and then uh the Rams had beat San Francisco. So um, you know, I mean we are, we talked a little bit about Joe already a few few uh, moments ago, but you know, what did you learn about him? And what did you learn about that Bengals team uh, as a whole on Sunday? Um, I think, you know, like I said, I think there was some context to their win. I, I don't, I, I didn't think that the Bengals, the way that they won, I, you know, I'm not taking anything from them. I really like Joe Burrow. Um, he's, I've become a, a very quick fan, like a lot of people, I think, around the NFL watching world um, since he's sort of stepped up this season. Um, and you know, I feel for the guy too, because, uh, that I think we all fell for him and we, we talked about it a good amount on the show last season. That's a tough injury and he was having a good year. Um, yeah, I, I think he's super fun. I think he's, uh, he's got a good head in his shoulders. I like the way he carries himself. I think he, he's a really good quarterback. Uh, do I think that the Bengals are better than the chiefs? No, <laughs> I don't, but they're in the Super Bowl, So it doesn't really fucking matter. Um, do I think that they're going to be, um, do I think that they're going to beat the Rams? I, I do. I do think that they're going to beat the Rams uh, because I, 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 yeah, I like it. I think it's just been like this quarterback war this season. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of crazy shit has gone down in the, in the postseason, And especially in these conference championship games that we're, you know, we're talking about now. Um, and the round before it too, was also fucking bananas. But uh, I, I just feel like it's, it's, 
in, in its purest form, a lot of these games have come down to who has the better quarterback in like a very pure sense this season. Um, and I think there's been a lot of cool quarterbacks to like kind of follow. And to me, like Stafford has just been a bad guy since the start because I'm like, I'm just so mad he's going to the Super Bowl because he's just like, he's just not that good. He's just not that fucking good. Like he's not that guy. And if he wins the Super Bowl, it's to me, it's going to be Eli level. Um, it's going to be an Eli level ring. Which is it was asterisk. He, he put he, he put a better number than you lied of. Sure, but I think that the let's be honest here, and I'm not trying to sound bitter because I know I hate Stafford, but he's here. He's here because of the most boneheaded defensive call of the entire playoffs, and maybe I can't think of all of them, but the most boneheaded defensive call of the last like maybe ten playoffs. Um, Cooper Cup has the season he has, where like. I, I can't think of a wide receiver who I would have rather had this seat. Like if uh, you know, fantasy wise, just like just putting up numbers. I don't know who you'd rather have than Cooper Cup this season, just on the math, right? So why are you letting him go single coverage over the top with the fucking game on the line after your quarterback, who's also happens to be like we just talked about the greatest of all time, just like dug you out of a fucking hole in one of the best playoff comebacks of all time, and then you just let Matt Stafford of all people like throw over your fucking head like aren't you embarrassed like and they it wasn't even their only bad call of that game that on on the defensive side of the ball it's like dude please just put you guys on cooper cup like please just put you fucking guys on cooper cup at the end of the goddamn game like what why are you trying to be why are you trying to be fancy bro like, <laughs> like i don't understand just put two fucking guys on him but that but that doesn't it and really in any super bowl run so whether it's a new england run whether it's you know when when chicago uh went back in 06 yeah. like it's it's some luck has to be sure involved. Some some sure. stupid players on the other team's behalf has to sure. be involved. So um I don't I don't hold that against. I mean I, I it it it, it, ser- it serves your point, but it, it, it doesn't it doesn't make it to me, I, it, it doesn't take away from what they've been able to do. Um yes, I know they got there with Jared Goff. I I get that. Um but to me it's not even close. I feel like to me the impact was was much better. And obviously as, as we saw what happened in Okay, he's better than Jared Goff. I'll admit no, that. No, right, but I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, but it's like when you make that swap, it was like it really was Super Bowl of bust for them um, because they have everything else there. It did seem like a good, very, very good fit when the trade happened. It seemed that, like there was some um, there was some pixie dust about it a little bit. I, I agree. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but when you when you have you know you know your guy Leonard Floyd, when you have um, you know Aaron Donald, when you have Ramsey. You know, obviously you had Cup, you had Robert Woods before he went down and got injured. Um, and obviously with the addition of OBJ, who was nothing but a model citizen there in LA, Von Miller, you add on to the defense. That was a great move too. That was risky and it paid off. For yeah. sure. So I think that that's where they realize like, look, we we have to go for broke right now. Like we we have we have a window. You know, this 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 core has been to the to the Super Bowl. We're looking to get there again. We got to compete with Tampa Bay. We got to compete with, you know, the other powers in, in in the NFC. So, listen, they 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 they, cap, they capitalized. I mean, listen, I'm I'm and I've, I've said it on the show. Um, I said like I said, I'll say this. I I wanted Stafford in New England. I, I thought I think that he could play. I really do. Um, the numbers the numbers were consistent throughout. Yes, you're you're going to make bad plays when you play in a franchise where, if you don't play well. Yeah, you're not even. It's not even close. You play well, you got a chance. If you don't play well, it's over because nothing else around you um, is going to contribute to to winning. And I, I and I think I said it on on the show last week, but it was so it was so funny 
um, that play that you're talking about where Antoine Winfield got um, got burned, it was so fitting that Sue was the guy that was running towards Matthew Stafford. I, th- I thought that was just so fitting. Like, that loud, I, I said, oh, they they might actually go to the Super Bowl. Because I'm just like, I don't, I mean, I, I didn't, and to me, I'm like, they're going to, to me, they were going to beat the Packers. They were going to beat the Packers. Yeah, well, you knew the Packers were gonna crash out because, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they, yeah, they was gonna be at. So I was, I was, I was even concerned had, had they got there. But yeah, um, I said, wow, I said this, 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 this is crazy. But I, I hear you. Um, there definitely was some loser, uh, mentality moments for sure in Detroit. I, I, I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not gonna sit here and. I just think Jared Goff would have made that throw. I mean, he probably wouldn't have made all the throws to get them there in the first place. But that throw, that last one. But Gurley was still a major part of their offense when they went a few years ago. So I feel like it was a lot of check down Charlie to, to, to Gurley. Sure, but I'm saying if he's in that situation and he sees Cooper Cup, I would make that fucking pass. I would make I, that I would, I would I would hope so. I would hope so. Um, It was the easiest throw ever. It wasn't like the most special throw you've ever seen, though. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Stafford was like, it's Matt still, Stafford magic. I know, but it's it was like just he just dropped it into him. Like it was they're well, playing fucking catch. In the fucking backyard, the coverage was not existent. Make him work for it, right? No, let, let's 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 continue with that, right? So, remember a couple of years ago in the Super Bowl, Jimmy G had a, had a similar throw. If he hits Emmanuel Sanders in in his chest, it's ball game. And Jimmy G had there was no there was nothing around him but palm trees and and you know if he wanted to get a chance to get lemonade, he could have got a, he could have got a sandwich, all that. <laughs> I remember Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy G. <laughs> Jimmy G throws it, overthrows Emmanuel Sanders. It's it's it basically That's all she wrote. That's the ball game. All, all she wrote. So you still gotta make the throw. Yes, what the difficulty the, or degree of difficulty matters. Um, and it wasn't easy to throw, but you still gotta make it. And the fact that like you made it, and like I said, Sue was running at him. It wasn't like he was just You know stopped. what it reminded me of, honestly? It's it's like it's it, it reminded me of the kind of heartbreak that like an EA sports made game can bring into your life, like a FIFA or a Madden <laughs> where like you, you know, like it's just that those games, like they just don't reward you for the kind of hard work that Tom Brady put in on the drives to get his team into a winning position and the plays that he made. And he like made those like 10 plays. And how many times have you been playing a Madden, a Madden game where you work your ass off to like get up by three, but it's Madden. So there's like 36 seconds left on the clock and some motherfucker's just going to make like a very easy pass over your head because like your guys don't do what you tell them to do. And then it's just bloated. You just want to kill yourself. It happened to me, man. Happened to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I was, this is, this is when Philadelphia was good back in the day um, on Madden. So just like the McNabs, Pinkston. See, it's so painful. You remember. Yeah. Yeah. Like a McNabb <laughs> level Madden defeat. This 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 is the, you know the, the Westbrook do Staley days you know these guys were a problem on 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 Madden and you know so I'm I'm, I'm throwing it all over baby I'm, I'm I'm getting I'm like I'm getting yards here yards there and then yeah um you know playing against the Rams and he he got he had Russell Falk back there returning kicks and he he ran at me with five seconds left I almost I almost threw that, I almost threw that TV out there. It was a TV oh like Craig TV. I almost went out the window. I was so bad. I was so hot. Oh my god, that's so upsetting. That's so upsetting. I feel I'm upset for you. Yeah. I, oh God. Listen. It was. Uh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Nobody Ooh. knows the pain unless you've been there, dude. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Pain. So. So me, you, and Tom Brady. Basically, me, you, and Tom Brady are all in the same boat. Uh, we're basically the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um, well, let, let's let's. I want to go back to San Francisco, right? So obviously. 
Um, you know, they they were the losers. Um, you know, Jimmy G didn't play well. Uh, Debo was a, he's mid. You see, he's a he's a problem. He's he's mid. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you know, have we seen the end of Jimmy G in uh at San Francisco? And where, where do you think he goes? Um. I mean, I think it's fair to say he's not going to get it done there, right? I think that's kind of fair. Yeah. Um, I would love. I'm. I'm glad Mac Jones had the seasons he a season that he had because like the conversations about Jimmy G coming back to New England were just getting so incessant. It's like, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe Bill Belichick can get that kind of stuff out of his game. Maybe, but like at this point, you got your guy. So I don't think we should entertain that possibility anymore. Um, I don't think you. I don't think you draft obviously the way that you draft if you're San Francisco. If you're like planning to keep Jimmy G for much longer. Um, and you know, if you believe in your drafting, I think. You get your guy in there and you use the salary that because you paid him a rookie QB salary, you use the, the salary that you freed up with a Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and you try and get him some skill guys and you try and build a team. I think, I think they're young enough. I think they have enough like uh, good offensive players to like start that process. And I just don't think San Francisco are going to get it done. I mean, do you disagree? Do you, do you think as they're currently constituted, they're, they're going to come back stronger next year with him at quarterback? I don't think so. I mean, this this was kind of an improbable run for them. Like they got hot. Yeah, exactly, right exactly. That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they they were what going into actually. Matter of fact, it's, how it's, it's ironic. I think going into the Cincinnati game <laughs> is when you know they their season turned around. So, um, which is week fourteen. So you know they're six and seven. They end up winning out there, and actually they they won out. They won out to go ten ten and seven. And um, so I said, okay, you know, this might be a team that, you know, no one wants to face. And that, that's what happened because they, they beat two teams that I think they should have lost. To. They were that coming to the playoffs. That's fair enough. You know, I think we all said that. Yeah. You know, Elijah Mitchell was great. Um, You know, Debo Samuel is. I felt so bad for him. I, I felt so bad for him. He tried his ass off to you. Yeah, he, he was awesome. I, I think uh, and speaking about pain, like it, it's, it's pain watching him dominate out there. And this bum, Nikhil Harry, still has a job in the NFL. I know, that's bad. It's just, it's, it's just, it, there's, there's no bigger pain that I feel. Like, like I, 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 will, I, I will scream, or not even scream, I will cry tears of joy when I hear, dun 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 The only Patriots ever released Nikhil Harry after two seasons <laughs> in New England. Um, and I'll say, emergency pod, Craig. <laughs> emergency pod, I could see that. Because he got released. Thank God he got released, you know? Um, but yeah, like, yeah, Debo was awesome. But yeah, I think, you know, like I said, they have to continue to build through the draft. Because I'm not sure, even though it's California, people are not flocking to San Francisco. I think there's a way, I think there was a, a sort of a, it was very helpful for their franchise to make it as far as they did. I think mm. there was a, sort, a certain sense in the in the news media and in, in kind of fan interactions of like, oh yeah, we like having the San Francisco 49ers be good. You know, I, I think there's just sort of a consensus. If you don't, if you're not a direct rival with them, I think they're, I don't know. I, their uniforms are cool and they had Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and they're involved in a lot of cool highlights uh, yeah. when you're watching like old football footage. Um, it's a cool city and uh, it's in the state I live in. So it's all, you know, I know a few people that are happy when they're good. Um, I mean, obviously I want the Bears to be better, <laughs> but I, I, it's, 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 you know, it, it didn't, I, you know, and then there was the, when they were good in our era as well, you know, when they had um, when they had the Warren Saps of the world um, and like they were, you know, they were still kind of knocking around and they've been gone for the last few years trying to build something. Um, and I think they have a good young team. And I think if they just like commit to that youth, I think there's and like you said, build through the draft. I think 
I think the future is bright for them. And I think it was good PR for the franchise as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I said that the NFC West is, is scary. So it's like trade trade less better trade trade less better develop because if not, <laughs> um, but, but sometimes that's where the best uh, the best QBs are made. You know what I mean? When there's a team. Oh sure, but I mean, Ky- Kyler Kyler Murray's ready. Um, like I said obviously, you know, I mean, Stafford's obviously the elder. Well, no, uh, I know uh, Russell Wilson's older than I think. Than I don't think he's going to be there next season. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so either. I got a weird feeling about that. I think he's going to go. I like I feel like he's gonna go to like Miami or something. Yeah, maybe he goes there. Maybe you know, um, you know, maybe you guys give him a call. <laughs> who, who knows? I don't know. Just you gotta play Justin Fields. You gotta try to make something. Maybe, of him, if, right? you, if you get Russ, you know, it's not, it's not like it's not, it's not it's not like he's he's forty one. He's only thirty three. So it's not, does it make know, Justin Fields better? Does it make him better? It should. Yeah, it should. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think. Um, once again, I mean, granted, I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers is not the best example, but the fact that he got he got a chance to sit behind very far for two years that right. absolutely helped his career. And the fans, yeah. if he was to say otherwise, I'm like, you're lying. Of course, yeah. So it it, it helps. So you know, I think a year or two under Russ would would be cool. But I, I at the same time, if they want to stop that clock now and getting you know Fields out there, um, or any other young quarterback that's in the NFL, um, out there, I I totally you know un- understand. But yeah, I think Miami probably would be. Um, that that place. I think you know those days in Seattle are are, are over. Yeah, so. seems like it. Right, but yeah. Any 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 last words on 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 the on the title games before we get into uh, that Celtics talk? Who you got? Who do you have? Who do you have for the future Super Bowl? Who you, you think the? I'm I'm going with the Rams. Like I said, I think the Bengals are the better story. It sounds for sure. like it. Sounds like it. I love that. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to, to chat with you on Super Bowl. Oh, oh yeah, for, for sure. It's, it's gonna be great. Where we I'm glad we had this conversation. There, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, not not to be able to record it's gonna be out everywhere, right? But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all over the TikTok that Craig is uh, cultivating. Oh my gosh, a, a worldwide yes, phenomenon. Crushing it, crushing it. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're becoming a phenomenon overnight. I, you, you you just love to see it. Okay, overnight. It's taken forever. <laughs> They're fucking been talking to each other in the microphones for like the better part of two decades. <laughs> it, it'd be our, our TikTok will grow a lot faster if we had a girl on the show. They could have shake it a little bit, but unfortunately, you know, we are we are. That's why we've been telling you to sex it up a little bit, Craig. <laughs> Wouldn't kill you to put some lipstick right. on. Jesus Christ, exactly. never take me anywhere nice anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't love me like you used to. <laughs> oh my god! Remember when we first right, got yeah. together? The sparks were flying. <laughs> Right, yeah, you feel me? Yeah. All right, so well, well that being said, let let's let's get into some selfless talk, man. So um, you know, we kind of started <laughs> yeah. we we prematurely brought it up because we were so excited that they have actually played. I know. Well, but yeah, coming so now, you know, obviously we are now at the beginning of February, but uh last month they closed on a on a on a great note. They went ten and six. Um, and now they're currently three games over five hundred for the first time all season. So yeah, you know what what started to go right in your opinion? Um, you know for the Celtics team, um, you know, I don't want to say I thought that they were kind of there, thereabouts of like how to win, but like obviously it was a mentality issue. Like obviously the first thing that needed to be addressed from the middle of last season, maybe even a little bit before that, um, till now was uh, leadership mentality decision making all the stuff that exists sort of in the mind of a basketball team the hive mind of a basketball team i thought was was just wrong um and it seems like it seems like to me basically all we know is what we're kind of hearing from the locker room you know but and and i think we're we've been sort of oversaturated with celtics locker room messages over the last two years where it's like no we got together it's going to be fine there's been a lot of that 
So like, it's more of like, a will believe it when I see it type thing. But I did like um, that last week, I think it was last week that it was Al Horford was the one to come out and be like, you know, Jalen Brown's really emerging as a leader in the, in the locker room. And he's like, really like taking control of the, of the uh, inspiration of the team and like trying to get the guys locked in. Um, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but I like that it was Al because Al's like not going to just tell tales out of school. You know, if he's saying that, he's saying it for a reason. Right. Um, so I think mentality wise, they've got it a little bit locked in. I think we're starting to realize like what personnel um, can produce on the floor in as the team is currently constituted and which ones can't. Uh, case in point, I was a fan of Schroeder when he came in. I know Celtics Twitter immediately turned on him. Um, and it looks like he's on his way out the door. Uh, so, uh, you know, it didn't work out. It would, uh, I, I agree that it didn't work out. It, I think he'll be a successful role player somewhere else. I don't know if it, this is the team for him. Um, I still think, yeah, it's nice that things are starting to go right, but well, let me, let me throw the question to you back to you. Do you think that, are you happy with the personnel still? I, I feel like there's some wholesale changes that needs to still be made. So Maybe not wholesale. I think, you know, I felt like wholesale changes early on. I felt that way. Um, yeah. I think now maybe it's more of a minor tweak. I wanted to trade everybody multiple times this season. I wanted to trade every single member of them. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah. I feel you. Um, but to, to answer the question I asked you about, you know, what is going right? Um, I just think it's the maybe the reemergence of Tatum Brown. Um, because usually it's either, it's either, it's either or. Right now, yeah, yeah. they're both saying, we're the two best players on the floor. You cannot guard us. And right. it's about time. And, and it's almost like they had to realize it because it's like sometimes you could feel it. They were playing together. They weren't spreading the floor the way that they can spread the floor. They Because they're right. both long and they're both quick. And like Jalen Brown makes really crafty runs like, you know, behind the basket and mm-hmm. like through lanes. And Tatum is like so dangerous everywhere he goes. So they they can complement each other, you know, if they if they try, if they learn to play like that. Now, now we're seeing that though. I think now Jalen's inability to stay on the floor is an issue when it comes to that though health health is always going to be a factor um but to me the number with them is is the five is five right and when i said what i mean by that is the five assists or more uh, i think the i think it was uh last time they get charlotte um as we recorded this on a thursday like they i think tatum had nine assists brown had six i'm looking for eight eight assists from jason tatum that's what that's my number that's my magic number for that's him. on the higher end i don't see that happening all the time I, well, that's the, the that's the goal play, that's the playmaking goal i want jason tatum to get to you know i'm not asking for rajon rondo like double digit assist numbers every single night i'm asking for like on the higher end and and if and if your scoring is in the 23 to 26 range that's fine yeah that's that's okay like that's the complete package of jason tatum to me and like yeah can, can he go for for 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 sure but like just go out there and like be a problem be the problem that i know you can be and i think that he's still trying to find his identity in that regard a little bit more but i think he's going the right way. i mean we've been talking about him him improving his playmaking for the last three seasons yeah and I, but i think now it's like it's, it's starting to finally click right um, i agree getting those assists uh, yeah it has been great and I, I, that, yeah. that that to me has been the biggest transition for me with him um same thing with Jalen brown right i think they both have to work on the handle still because there's too many times when, you know, they get through the lane. And I do think defenders are a little bit more aggressive with them and, and they're not getting the call they should get. So, you know, I mean, I just I think I think it's their finishing in in general. And I still think that we're a little skewed away from how often I'd like both of them to be going to the basket. Yeah. And I, you know, and I know I've been banging this fucking drum for and it's getting annoying probably at this point, but. 
um, a, a presence, like even Robert Williams in the way that he has sort of been amazing. Been, been playing this sort of stretch big role very athletically the kind of the thing that we wanted to see from him basically um he's he seems like he's in 10 places at once defensively i really i have been enjoying it but i i need someone because i see it happen in flashes when warford's on the floor i need somebody to sort of clear the lane for those guys a little bit more you know i i, I find that we're we're we've so lacked underneath the basket a presence I mean, listen, I, I, this isn't the A&E biography channel, but I grew up on the kind of basketball where I was just watching Shaquille O'Neal just shove his ass into other players and they would go flying. And that didn't just open up things for Shaquille O'Neal. You know what I mean? That opened up things for the Dwayne Wades and the Kobe Bryant's of the world to make plays in the areas where those guys no longer were. You know, you can have a battering ram down there. still. So I think it still works. I just think that maybe the body shape of the guy who's doing it looks a little bit different in today's NBA and like his skill set is a little bit different. Um, but I, I maintain that if Shaq had ever gone to the gym, he might have like shot over like a 53% free throw shooting. So, right. like, you know, whatever. But I, I don't think he needed to in that in that iteration of the game. But I think it's very possible now. And I just, I want that guy still because I think he's going to make those two guys better. So in other words, we need Giannis. I mean, that would be, that would be an ideal. For, I'm not saying we get prime Shaq or Giannis, but, but there's guys out there, you know, there's guys out there that I think, uh, like my, like the Miles Turners of the world. I think that was just a very upsetting, not getting him is like still sort of upsets me because I just think, yeah, you know, like a, the Jared Allens of the world. You know, I I don't need huge numbers from these guys. I just need like a little bit of playmaking presence down low so that they can, we can play a little bit of in and out ball. You know, and I think, because I think that to me is where they look the best, where they, they go in and out and they make plays. And I know we harped on this early Brad Stevens sort of basketball, but like I have seen those guys succeed in that kind of system. And now that we're now that they've developed into the kind of players that they, you know, they're kind of the most mature version of themselves at this point, um, not like athletic prime or anything, but like that we can see what their games look like and they're, they're skewing in the right direction. I want to see them take it upon themselves to be the playmakers that I know that they can be and not necessarily have to rely on a system or running plays or making passes. And I think that's they sort of outgrew Brad in that way, you know, where they were like, well, we want to be able to sort of like be the guys that can go and figure it out on the, on the, on the floor. Um, and I, and I do think this coaching staff is sort of letting them do that a little bit more. And I think it might take a little patience, but it doesn't take much for me to be optimistic about the Celtics. You know, like I, I like, I like when they play well, I still watch when they don't. And it's very, it's some of those losses were just like very upsetting to watch, but you know, there's moments, there's always moments. I'm pretty much done with Marcus Smart though. I hate to say it. Hey, he's he's actually played a lot. He's, played, he's actually played a lot better, honestly. Lately, he, his bad cop is like is so frustrating to me that like, yeah. But I mean, he's. But I think what he what he's finally realized, like, look, okay, if I'm not taking the shots and I'm getting anything between five to ten assists, which he's been doing lately, like, sure. that's the formula for them to be all successful because he's the guy that's going to get them into the offense. You know, um, it looks like his defense is back, so maybe it was a health thing too, like. Yeah, that, that that that's the biggest thing with him. So, um, and every now and then he's gonna do like what he did last night. I think he had eighteen last night. Like every now and then he's gonna have those moments where he gets eighteen to twenty points. He's like, okay, cool. Um, but this I would, this, I could you know, always see him as the kind of guy where like, in a play, like I I like Marcus Smart in the Foxhole in a playoff series. You know what I mean? I like the idea of Marcus Smart in a Foxhole yeah. in a playoff series and and the kind of guy that he is. It's just that when. I haven't loved how he's been when things go wrong. I, you know, I, I don't know if he's the guy to like really unite the team when things are going wrong. I think he's, he's a good kind of engine guy when things are going right. Um, 
but like if he ever thinks he needs to pull you out of a situation like you're in for a long night you know and it's just like that that's the kind of stuff that's like been a little bit tough for me and frustrating but i do agree that his defenses look better lately and like that's what i want from him that's all i really want from him is him to play d you know defense and then you know the the appropriate playmaking but i will say i think the turning point for him um and yeah i want to get into some trade deadline stuff before we get out of here but um i think the it was i think it was a game in orlando this season when you know, Tatum came to the podium and, you know, they had asked him about what Marcus Marcus said. He was like, look, like, I know how to fucking play basketball. Like, you know, I, th- I think that I think that was the moment there was like, look, you are a teammate. You are a leader. You are you are an awesome person, awesome player. But, you know, to to say what you said about us um, publicly like that, that's not going to work. We handle shit internally. You know, you do your part. I do my part to help us contribute, uh, you know, to contribute to wins. And, and, and then we go from there. So I think yeah. from that moment on. Like I said, he's been because they I think they went to Miami like the next time and they, they smacked Miami down there. So they um, you know, I think that was a turning point for him, man. You know, for some reason, you know, Marcus seems to listen to he made you doker more than he's listened to Brad uh lately. So uh in the last few seasons. So yeah, I was gonna say, do you think it's the coaching staff like just getting him to make better decisions? Do you think that's what it is? Because if that's what it is, I could see it as being a more permanent thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they gave they gave him that contract, so I feel like he will be here. Yeah. You know? Well, I know, I know, I, I mean, sure, he'll be here, but I mean, like, I can see his playing like this as a more permanent thing, as opposed to, and and, and if that's the case, we're, we're in business because that, that's 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 really good for this. But team, if it's just him, if it's just him and what he feels like, you know, trick or treat, what he feels like at this given moment, then I, I don't know how sustainable it is. But if it is the coaching staff, if you, and you think it's the coaching staff, then great. If he's listening to the coaches and he's playing the way they want him to play, because he was not fucking listening to Brad Stevens at the end. He was the guy who was listening to Brad the least, and none of them were listening to Brad, but he was really not listening to Brad, like, extra. <laughs> right, I- I- exactly. But, um, so obviously, you know, we're, we're in February, so that, that's trade season in, in the NBA. So, um, you know, I think it's going to happen probably right before, or it might, might, might be after the uh, All-Star break. So, um, you know, this will be the last thing we touch on before we talk about, but. Early February, usually? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Either way, it's, 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 it's approaching, right? So, what, um. Mm-hmm. Who, who are some targets you have in mind um, that you think are giving the media an impact? Um, I don't know. I don't know who I want to to make an immediate impact right now. I'm not really sure we need to be really making a trade at this point when we get all that money from Al's expiring stuff and his contract <laughs> in the in the summer. I feel like let him play this out the way that they're kind of currently constituted. Like I wouldn't mind a, a couple of smaller moves. And I, like you heard the same thing about Schroeder, right? Like he's definitely going or gone already. I mean, I, I know, I know they're they're looking to get something, uh, you know, back after, you know, you know, they're trying to get something back from. Uh, the the name that's been thrown around a lot has been uh, Troy Brown Jr. from um from Chicago. Yeah, that'd be fine. I mean, that's nothing. That's not that's nothing like right home home about you know. That's that's not that's not enough though. Like that's yeah. not enough. Now they talked about Norman Powell from Portland also in the deal. I said, now you're telling me you're gonna get Norman Powell and the Troy Brown and like you can get that. You get both of those guys to come here. Like that, now now we can do something. Now that's the guy yeah. that gets 18 off the bench. You feel like we have to throw something else in now? Do you think we'd have to throw something else um, in? If I mean, hell, if, if, hey, if you want to take Neesmith and Lankford, cool, take them. Like, see, see you later. Like, they, they yeah, we're obviously done. shopping now. Right, yeah, of course. They, 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 they have to be involved in any deal that they, they do probably. Um, you know, like I, said, I, I, I think Romeo will flourish somewhere else. I really do. I just think that it just, it just wasn't working or hasn't worked here. You know what, you know what team he'd be great on? Uh, he'd play really well on like the Hornets. 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, he would. I mean, that's become Celtic South uh, all of a yeah. sudden, obviously, with all those guys that we had there down there. Yeah, I think he, he'd, he'd be great down there. And the contributions they ask for from the guard position is just like exactly what Rodeo can do, like off the bench for you. And I just think he, he'd be playing with the right guys. Totally and, agree. Yeah, and I just think it's like he's not, he's not, like the problem with this fucking city, you know, specifically in basketball, it's like if you're not a good fit, you're not a good fit. There's like nothing... It just is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I do. I agree. I think he's got t- still got a lot of potential. I, I've been done with them here in Boston for quite some time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I, I mean, like I said, I, I know for me, you know, obviously Harrison Barnes has been, you know, he's, he's been, he's become the new Larry Fitzgerald. You know, remember Larry Fitzgerald was supposed to come to the Patriots for like a million years and that never happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. Harrison Barnes is becoming that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, you know, I actually got a chance to meet him last week uh, when the oh, Kings cool. came into town. Yeah, yeah. And I said, "Yo, shout out to USC." He was like, "Yes, sir." I want to be like, "Hope to see you soon," but I couldn't sit there in front of the coaching staff. But <laughs> trade, get a trade. <laughs> I was just, I was like, "Hey," I was like, "You know, because he'd have a healthy season, man." How do you like the stadium? And I, I would never try to recruit. I'm like, yeah, he's like, yo, you know, we do around here. I'm like, yo, yeah, you know, you could do this, you could do that. I'm like, you know, you can request a trade. <laughs> you know, just you know, little little, little stuff like that, Harrison. You know, w- w- listen, whatever you want to do, man. You know, you can. Yeah. You, know, you you can achieve it right here. We got we got the best clam shot. Whatever you want, Harrison. We got the best clam shatter. Over to you, no. Yeah, you'll make you can focus on basketball twenty four seven. No it. distractions. No distractions. <laughs> exactly. So you know. <laughs> You know, it's you calm in the wintertime, and sometimes when they have some coat layers on, you can kind of convince yourself, but like it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of character. They've all got a lot of character. Let's tell you what. Let's tell you what's on their mind. Ooh, that, yeah, exactly. A lot of character development, right? Harrison Barnes, like I said, Norman Powell, um, you know, obviously, even someone like Rashawn Holmes is also in Sacramento. I think he's someone that could be a really good fit here. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like um, him. Honestly, this and this is kind of an out of the box name, but this this is not a name that's been out there. Um, I just think that he's kind of calmed down, so he he would be able to help us. Actually, is uh, it's actually Javale McGee. I think Javale McGee would be awesome here. I would love that. I would love that for obvious reasons. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 listen, he's come a long way from the Sacramento Fool days. Like he, I agree. he really, I really agree. well. So um I would I would love to have someone like him here in, in the city of Tobacco Rob. Um hundred percent. Yeah, but you, you need you need that type of guy. But yeah, who knows? Maybe they go get a stretch for it. Maybe they talk to Houston about I getting like that too. Um Christian Wood and Eric Gordon maybe are the mm, I don't like I don't like Eric Gordon. Boy, I mean, Eric Gordon is older, but it's like, you know, someone that can get you 15 to 20 when, you know, someone's struggling offensively. That, that's, more of the same, that's more of the same stuff to kind of trash we've been bringing off the bench for the last few years. Don't you think? Like, yeah, I, I mean, that's 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 that could that could be true. But I mean, if you're if you're attaching Christian Wood to that, who when you talk, you said you, you made your point about Horford saying that, you know, we've seen it a few times with Horford. Like we will see a lot more Christian Wood on the floor because he's someone that can shoot the three. He's, he's going to rebound really well. Um, What's his contract look like? Do you know? Three years, forty-two mil. So basically, it'd be the same numbers out next year. So you could do yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you want to do Al Warford, Neesmith, Lankford for those two, like I, I'd do it. You know, I, I'd be right there at Logan with a sign saying, "You hey, got to save money on that." Don't you have to save money on that Warford contract? You have to, right? You like that's the whole point. Yeah, you, you, of, you that's got, why you we got, got it eventually. You know, yeah. um, I mean, I know we want the sister on the show, 
Um, you know, that, that, is a, that is a change, but <laughs> just business, man. Uh, just business. We got, got, got pissing all the fucking women in Boston off right now. <laughs> oh my god save me craigulous save me business is business save me uh, definitely cut that part out though i didn't even mean it i was just being an la snob <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's all good so we'll, we'll close on that before we get into any more trouble so for for dk sizzle i'm hollywood ray this has been another episode of mission of point and we'll see you next time peace
Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid.